So this week at some some night was so. So we had a running joke or a, a little competition. If you called Forever Free Summer Connect by accident, you had to drop and give us twenty something. So you do your testimony, and maybe after the service, Harry can do twenty. Okay, I just messed up badly, but I, I won't do it again. Just forget about it. So uh, this week at Summer Connect was awesome. Like besides having to do twenty push-ups, so um. I, I thought I knew about God, but I really didn't. I thought I connected with him, but it was only little things throughout life, like me praying for something, but, and it happening, but, like, it, I didn't feel like it was enough, so I kept on praying, and f by the fourth session, I was able to connect with God on a personal level. So I saw this image of this massive tree. It was dead. The grass was horrible. The pond was empty. And I felt like that was my life without God. Then now it's like this massive tree with leaves and this, the pond is full. The grass is green. So when... Yeah. When I first connected with God, it would go like that. But for normal people or people who tried years by years, but God just threw me into the deep end. So I was freaking out for like a straight five minute, like minutes, what's happening? Just ask Andre or any of my friends. So yeah, that's it. So cool. Okay. Alright, so um, I'm just going to start off, um, you probably know how most of my family are performers and they like public speaking. I feel like me and my mum though are definitely not. We are the complete opposite, so um, I'm just really stepping out in faith right now, so yeah. So i got two main things that I want to share, um, but the first thing is um, Bethany, she did a session about freedom and uh, during um, the ministry time at the end... Um, she said that uh, she felt like God was going to give us, like, a vision or an image in our head. And um, before I got this vision or this image, I just, um, I was really held back by shame and guilt uh, of past things that I've um, done in my life. So um, I was just really praying about that. And um, I felt like God gave me this vision. Uh, there was broken shackles on the ground, and that represented my shame. And there was this wide open door with a bright shining light and I was just walking towards it happily with a smile on my face and I felt like I let that go. So yeah, that was the first thing. And the second thing, right. the second thing is um, one of my best mates over there, Cheddar Bob, Woo! yeah, yeah, he, um, he experienced God for the very first time and I, and I can't be any more proud of him. And that... Um, that just um, really restored my faith in my friends because for the longest time, um, I haven't really had many church friends or like Christian friends that are my age besides a few. So seeing Cheddar Bob joining in, that's just like, just makes me really happy. And yeah. Very good. Hi. 
Hi, my name's Lennox. Um, at Forever Free, I felt God was calling me to freedom, and I felt there was chains wrapped around my arms and legs, but then I felt God, God's mighty power, and he just set me free from all my sins, pains, and hurts. I feel like God helped me by letting me reveal myself. With the Holy Spirit session, I think it really helped me with revealing myself, and I needed God to help me reveal myself. As I got prayed for over the Holy Spirit session, I felt God's voice and his presence in the room, and it made me feel really calm. Awesome. Great job, man. Amy? Go for it, Amy. Um, so I grew up believing that I was responsible for taking care of my family, like my mom and my aunties and stuff like that. Over Forever Free, God showed me that he is always there, even when you don't think he is. I know now, I now know that I can trust him to watch over my family. I don't have to be a backup to protect them. My family may change, but God doesn't. I used to be upset and angry about the past, but now I see through God's eyes that he has got it all. Awesome. Hello. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> For those who do not know me, I'm Cheyenne. And this camp was my first forever free camp. Well, that's what changed this year <laughs> and the reason why I'm talking here today is about a game a game right I'm um, called would you rather and Bess actually did this would you rather she said would you rather shed your skin or have scales and as soon as she said that I'm like shed my skin and I don't know why I said it. I just had a thought in my head just come out. And I'm like, wow, okay. And so basically, and then I had another thought in my head, like maybe if shedding our skin, that means taking away one layer means the bad things that we think about ourselves. The second layer, all the hatred that we put on ourselves and what other people put on us. And the last one is just the sin and everything that we are putting on ourselves just so we don't get closer to God. But rip off that skin, then we go closer to God. Because what is life without God? Awesome. It's amazing. It just it wows me that a simple game playing in a car trip and then God speaks. And uh, awesome. Hi, for those who don't know me, my name is Tegan, and this is my first time going for Forever Free. Um, well, I learned a lot about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, but especially the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Spirit, helped me figure out who I really am, and best actually prayed for me in the Holy Spirit. I opened up my heart to Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit.
And, well, I was really excited that I got to know everyone a bit better and God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit a bit better. Awesome job. I'm not good at public speaking, so please just stick with me on this one. But um, this was my first forever free, any youth camp, anything like that. And I kind of went into it with a mindset of that maybe I'll just spend time with my friends and it's just going to be like a great like connecting activity and stuff like that. And maybe there'll be some like church service experiences along the way. But I was so wrong. The last couple of days have seriously changed my life and I mean like I will never be the same again because of the things that I've experienced and God has revealed to me in the last couple of days have been unbelievable because at the last year of my life I've been I've gone through some pretty bad stuff and I've been so broken and ashamed and I felt like I had to cover everything up and that I couldn't talk about it and I couldn't be who I really was and I had to cover that up and I felt like I could never forgive someone <laughs> in my entire life because I was so I had so much anger and so much hatred towards them that I had no idea how to express it even but over the three ones that really hit me of the talks the wounded spirit the forgiveness one and the freedom, I found it in my heart to completely forgive them and let free all of the anger and all the hatred and everything that I was feeling inside me that was bottled up and <laughs> that I felt like I couldn't talk about. And to the point where I found myself just kneeling before God, I was so happy but also so ashamed and he met me there in my my lowest place and I felt like he really walked with me through it and I felt like even though I had this I had this vision of that even though I was let go of my chains I was still I was still stuck in my jail cell and I couldn't get out and he helped me out he gave me the key so I could get go of those all those emotions and I could just leave it there because I'm not forgiving them for them. I'm forgiving them for me. And to let it go of everything that I've ever felt. And now I'm forever free. Awesome. Teresa. Hey, everybody. What's up? If you may or may not know me for some people, um, my name is Shalisha and this is the first year I've ever been to some, uh, forever free. Um, <laughs> and when I got here, I thought, oh yeah, I'm just, I, I know God, it's all, it's all good. I'm just here to hang out with my friends and have a great time, but I've realised something. But the past few days have changed me and I realised 
God is always there for me. Like, God is always there for you. Like, he's for you. All of you. And all my life, the enemy, devil, or whoever is down there, has put so much hurt and weight on me that it just breaks my heart because um, there's like this orb thing filled with darkness and fear that I'm in and I can't move a muscle. And God came to me, opened a door in the orb and as soon as he opened it, I saw light and when I saw light, I saw that I was free and God told me that it's okay. Just move on forward and forward with life um, and to just be happy and you're beautiful just like everyone else is. So, yeah, that's about it. Great job. Thank you, every single young person that have the courage to share. It's not easy to speak to a room of this many people um, and to also comprehend such complex things that have gone on. So, fantastic job. We might even have some future preachers uh, coming up. So, without any further ado, I want to introduce our speaker for tonight. Session number eight, the session of purpose. So, why don't you give Kelsey a huge round of applause. Thanks, G. If you want to finish on time, we could just go home now. Just hearing those testimonies is enough, right? <laughs> we could easily just walk out now. <laughs> but I am lucky. I get to do the lucky last one for forever free this year. I think it's been more of a challenge for the leaders not to say forever free than the children. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our week. Because I'm not just preaching to our young guys who are completely on fire. I'm speaking to the entire room. And so I feel like you need to get on board with where they're at, which I'm not even sure is possible. Um, we have had an interesting week. Absolutely amazing. We have, I'm pretty sure we were filmed for Bondi Rescue because we've had lifeguard rescues. We've had three hospital visits. We've had fire ants biting every single one of us. We have ninja styled packed up our tents because we've gotten severe weather warning and they were all under the church pergola within about 30 seconds um and we were just getting attacked and do you know it sounds terrible it makes me excited because I know what that means and I know if we're getting attacked I can't even fathom what our young people are going to do from here on out and I'm so excited about my talk because we're not done. We are not done. We are going to, the whole reason of purpose means that forever free might be over, but your journey has just begun. And I'm extremely, extremely excited about this because you have just been set on fire for God. You have just walked this journey where you have absolutely cried your eyes out. You know, you're shiny like I am because you've been in the sun for too long. You know, you've got your beach hair on. Actually, that's a lie. I paid a lot of money to make it look like this. Um, 
you know, you, you feel it disgusting because you haven't showered, but you know what, you are transformed. Your mind is transformed. Your soul is transformed. Physically, you can go have a shower when you get home and you will be physically transformed as well. And I'm really excited for this. And I'm so excited to see what this next step looks like. And I get to speak on purpose, but not only purpose, but walking in your purpose. That is what I am going through. Thank you, Claire, for the pen. I love when God changes my word three seconds before I'm up here. So I'm just going to pray because I have no idea what I'm going to say, but he does. Father God, I just thank you so much for this week. I thank you for the journey that they have been on. I thank you for their hearts that are so readily available to you, Lord God, and I pray that you are not done. And this journey is going to keep continuing. And through this message, they're going to be able to find their purpose to continue on from forever free, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. My first point, I have five, so hold your horses. I don't even know if that makes sense, but you get what I mean. My first point is to to be able to walk in your purpose, you need to know what you're called for. So my first point is you are called to have relationship with God. Point number one, I'm going to talk about my children because I'm a mother and that is what I do. And I know that you young people don't have children yet, but just run with me on it, all right? I have two children. I have Sierra Joy, who is three, and I have Huey Bobby, or Houston Robert, whatever you want to call him, um, who is one and a half. And they came with us on this journey. They were there with us. They camped with us. We, all four of us were on a rooftop tent in the car. We do life together. That's what we do. We're family. This week, I just can't stress this enough. We have journeyed a really hard journey this week. However, we have spent a daily occurrence with God, but that doesn't stop just because church has. Or just because forever free has stopped doesn't mean that your journey stops with God. Just imagine if I have my three-year-old and my one-year-old and be like, all right, Huey, don't climb on that ladder. See you in a year's time and walk away. He's probably going to kill himself, just saying. Because my kid climbs and he 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 doesn't stop climbing. It doesn't matter how many times I tell him, one day he will learn not to climb because he'll probably fall off it and go, oh, maybe mum was right. But the thing is, each day I will gently, sometimes, gently correct him and say, no, baby, you've got to be careful. Like, don't do that again. You could get hurt. It takes a daily influence, I should say, to be able to step into their lives and walk this journey with them, to be able to teach them what they need to do to hopefully grow into beautiful human beings. Because currently, she's three, but yet she still goes, hang on a second, mummy, I'm just going to go praise Jesus, I'll be back in a minute. Um, And then disappears and then comes back literally in a minute's time and goes, okay, I'm good now, thanks, mum. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, baby. Um, but that took a relationship with my daughter to be able to get her to that point. We are called to have a relationship with our God. He doesn't want to just spend a week with you and go, okay, babies, see you later, good luck for a year, see you next year at Forever Free. 
Absolutely not. From this moment, this is not just for our young people. This is from everybody. You can choose now. You don't have to go through a week of a forever free camp to be able to go, I'm going to make a stand for Jesus and I'm going to choose every day from this moment on. Because it's not over. Forever free isn't over. You go on a daily journey with God. In Revelations 4.11, I'm hoping you got these all up because you're a champion. Um, it says, You are worthy, O Lord, O God, to receive the glory and honour and power. For you created all things and, exi- and they exist because you created what pleased you. He is pleased with you. He created you. And because of this, he wants a relationship with you. And it, I'm going to say it again. It's a step-by-step, day-by-day relationship. He's going to some days be like, yes, go, go harder, go do it again. I'm so proud of you. And there'll be days where he'll be like, maybe not again. Let's try this a different way. He's going to correct you. He's going to give you discipline. But that's what every good father and mother should do. Point number one. Sorry, I'm way too eager about this. Point number two. You are called to be a member of his family. Now, family means something different for a lot of people. Family to me, I'm extremely blessed. I have grown up in a family of a mum and dad who are still together. My husband has grown up with a mum and dad who are still together. Our grandparents, both sides, are still together. They may have lost their partner by now because unfortunately that's what happens with old age, but they remained together. We were extremely blessed to grow up in a family where they demonstrated mum and dad well. That's not the case for everybody. Families are messy. They are messy, messy work sometimes. You may not have a father and not have any understanding of what I'm talking about, about having a supportive father or having a daddy who's going to correct you but love you. It may look messy, But God has called you into a family here where we have spiritual mums, we have spiritual dads, we have spiritual brothers and sisters, nieces and nephews. I can't count the number on my hands how many people my child calls auntie. I can with uncles because that just doesn't fly with me. I don't know why. Um, But it takes a village to raise a child, and boy, don't I know it this week. The amount of times that I'm like, I need to pray for someone, but hang on, I've got two little humans following me around like a dirty smell. Um, And then just someone going, I've got them, go. It takes a village to raise a child, but not just a child. It takes a village to raise a generation. There are people who are 13, and they need our 18-year-olds. They need our 27-year-olds. They also need our 40-year-olds, our 60-year-olds, our 80-year-olds. We need a, we need a spiritual grandmother. We need a spiritual grandfather. We need, we need a family. That's what we are called to do. We are called to be a family in this church. Plant yourself in a family. I can't encourage you more. Walking into your purpose, plant yourself in a family where you're going to have spiritual people who are going to watch over you, love you, care for you, but correct you when you need it. And they're still going to love you even if you screw up. Sorry to say this, but you can't get rid of us. That's the difference between a normal family and a church family. We are going to love on you like a seagull on a chip. 
It says here in 1 John 3, 1 to 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us so that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that I did not know him. Dear friends, now that we are children of God, I think I read that wrong, but, and what will be has not yet been made known, but we know that Jesus Christ appears. We shall be like him, and we shall see him as he is. All who have the hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Hopefully, in your world, your spiritual parents are in tune with God. They are striving to be like God. So, of course, they're going to help you to be like God. They're going to be able to help you walk in your purpose, become a part of his family. Number three, which I kind of semi-mentioned, but you are called to be like Christ. We have these things in our church where we're a massive family, but we ensure that you're okay by giving you a cute little one called a, gr- a grow group or a huddle. Get a part of it. I can, cannot stress enough how important this is and how much it has shaped me. I, came, I became a baby Christian at 15, which I was corrected by Amy, thank you very much. Not 16, an extra year with Jesus. But I know for a fact that I would not be standing on here if it wasn't for my Amy. To this day, she was my maid of honour. She is definitely one of my children's aunties. And Cam's one of my five of Uncle Cam. I cannot stress enough how much this one person invested in me and taught me to be like God. Not like her. Let's get that straight. Like God. Like Christ. We need to be able to invest ourselves to be more like God. And there are people in your world who want to help you get there. They want to see you strive. They want to see you grow. And they want to teach you things. We want to be surrounded by people who are at the same stage of life for us because they kind of get it. You're not going to say a 40-year-old person saying, oh, puberty, it's hard, and the person's just like, that was nothing, try having a kid. Like, you don't want that. You want people who are in the same kind of age and same headspace, but then a person they're championing you on. You want to be more like God. You want to do this with your peers. You want to do this with your friends. I can't encourage you more. Get involved in a grow group. Get involved in a huddle. This is, again, for everybody. I'm not just talking to our young people. The best part about being a part of this church is that we have it for everybody. My baby is being looked after, currently by her father, but in life, there are 60 little ones within, about 60, probably more, who knows. Our church just keeps breeding them like crazy. But we have 60 babies in our, in our kids' ministry. Just our kids' ministry alone. They make up majority of our church. But I know that when I send my baby off to, to kids' church, she's excited to be there because she's with her peers and someone's teaching her about Jesus that isn't mummy. Because guarantee they're probably not going to listen to me, but I know that there are 100 people out there that are going to teach her about Jesus. Because that's what we are called to do. We are called to teach 
everybody to be like Christ, but we're also called to learn to be like Christ also. And Ephesians says, Ephesians 2.19, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners or strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, with God's people and also the members of his house. You're not strangers anymore. You never were strangers. As soon as you walk into the church, you are family. You're no longer, you know, a foreigner, a stranger. You are a fellow citizen of God's people. Get involved with a grow group who's going to help you grow. That's the reason we call them grow groups. Four, you are called to use your gift and talents to serve. Ephesians 4 22 to 24. Is this actually going? Oh, good. I haven't checked at all. Sorry. Throw off your old sin for nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Now, we are called to use our gifts and talents to serve. Who here has a house where you have chores? I am the only, I live in the house and I'm pretty sure my life is chores. But who actually has chores? Who actually has to help out? There's a lot more privileged people here than I thought there was. Well, pretend like you have chores, okay? You are a part of a house and you ideally want to keep your house nice, yes? You don't want people rocking up and it's trash and it stinks and no one wants to come over, right? Well, there's a reason for that. It's very biblical, I would say. You have to strip off your old life, remember who you are, which you have learnt a lot over these last few days. You know who you are in God. You have been transformed by God. You have been stripped of your old life and are walking like Christ. And I guarantee that Christ would have helped in his house. Don't you reckon? I don't think he'd be like, I can heal people. Let me just heal you. Oh, yeah, no, nah, better not. Walk away. I don't feel like it today. Walks off. Do you think he would do that? Let's be honest. Imagine if he walked up to someone. Like, I could just picture in my head and I'm having a bit of a giggle. If he walks up to someone and they're like, oh, Jesus, I'm kneeling at your feet. I know how awesome you are. Can I? Can you? be like, oh, no, thank you. Don't touch me. And you walk away. He's not going to do that because that's not who he is. That's not what he's called for. We're the same. God gave you gifts and talents. Use them. I am good at taking care of children. Yep, that's my talent. (laughs) Just leave it there. I like people. I'm good at loving on people. You want to come over to my house, have a coffee? Come over to my house and have a coffee. I'm not sure how that works within our church, but I know I can serve in kids if I want to. I can be on morning tea and I will make you feel welcome and I'll make you a coffee and have a good chat. Want a cake? I'll get you a cake. That's my gifts and talents. God gave me that gift and talent. What is yours? What is yours? How can you, yourself, serve in the house of God? What is it? Could you learn a new skill maybe? Use that in your grow group. Could you go, oh, actually I'm kind of interested in how those pictures get up there. Because there's three projectors and there's one picture. (laughs) That could be an interesting fact for you. Go and join the BSP team. It's actually pretty fun. I 
I'm on the BSP team and I still don't know how it works. But you might want to know how it works and you can ask someone who knows what they're doing. There are people, Ella can sing like crazy and you heard her beautiful song tonight, didn't you? I think that's a clap, that's a good song. Yet she's so beautifully humble. She doesn't tell anybody she wrote that song, so I'm telling people she wrote that song. Um, But that is her talent. God gave her and blessed her with a beautiful voice, and she's going to choose to do that for God because that's a gift from him. He absolutely loves you, has given you a gift for a reason, so use them. Take that step. This is going to help you figure out and walk your journey and your purpose. And my last one, I might get the band back up if I can because they're gorgeous and I love hearing their songs, is we are called to embrace the kingdom's mission. Yuch. That's a little bit scary, that one, right? The other three are kind of easy in a sense. All you have to do is get involved. But what does that look like when you are called to embrace the kingdom's vision? Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece and he has created us anew in Jesus Christ. So we can do the good things that he's planned for us a long time ago. We have just come off forever free. And you could hear in these people's testimonies that were up here, there was eight. We had to stop people from talking so that we could get home on time and we almost didn't make it home on time. I think all the drivers were texting each other going, anyone else want to preach? Because I don't think I'm going to make it there. That is legitimately what was happening in our world today. But you could hear these people up here and how they have had beautiful breakthrough and their worlds have been changed. Why would you not want to tell someone? You're not going to lean over to the person next to you and be like, hey, have you heard about Jesus? Because the likelihood has been like, yeah, kind of. Go and tell the world about what he's done for you. It's an an absolute miracle what he has done for you. How on earth would you be able to walk in forgiveness after what's just happened to you without Holy Spirit stepping in and going, I got you, babe. God has shown you who you are in him. He has given you a fresh heart, a fresh mind, a clean slate. You just need to go. He's called you to go. Not go as in like leave the country. He's called you to go as in walk outside these doors. Say hi to a stranger. Tell them about Jesus. You know, look in your community. Who is it in your community that you see needs needs? Or you need to meet needs. Is it your best friend that doesn't know Jesus, but they notice that there's something different about you? When are you going to share that? When are you going to tell them about what God has just done for you? River Free is over, but your journey continues. Maybe it's your neighbour. Maybe it's your sports team. Where is your... Where's your neighbourhood? Who are the people in your world that need to know this message? That's our kingdom mission. We're all about generations. We're all about 
you know, disciples who make disciples. In John 20, verse 21, it says, And again he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. I couldn't imagine where I would be right now if Amy didn't see value in me. Because that taught me to see value in my girls. That, might, that taught me or taught my girls to see value in their girls or girls that aren't even potentially their girls yet. We're all about generations here. We're all about loving. We're all about sowing a seed of love. You just saw at Christmas. We don't know those people that had their lives changed. They don't know us. But they got a seed of love. When we become frontiers focused, which is what we like to call it, or a missional focus, it sounds scary. It sounds extremely scary to go, oh, my kingdom mission, that's a big step for me. You know, I don't want to think about that. But when you put everything in place, like having a walking day by day with Jesus, getting involved in your church, joining a grow group who teaches you about Jesus, starting to serve within your church, this thing called sharing God's word or finding a frontier becomes not a stress but life. It becomes a part of who you are. You don't want to miss this. You don't want other people to miss what you have. I can happily stand at the back listening to these testimonies weeping and I don't cry often because I've just watched not my girls but my girls' girls have their whole world changed because we all saw value in someone. Go and find the person that you need to, to tell their value, to give them that extra bit of love. It might be a group, it might be just one. But do not keep what you have just discovered to yourself. I believe with these five things, this is actually going to be how you find your purpose. I believe this is your purpose. Not just finding it, but I think it is your purpose. This is what we are called to do, is to love God and to love others. I've said it several times every time I'm up here. Love God, love others. It's as simple as that. This is how I believe we go from forever free, forever free. This is how we continue from here. This is how we live out our purpose. And I believe that once we go home, don't forget these things. Don't forget these tools that we've given you for life. I love our church has a saying, and it makes me happy every time I hear it. Every single service in the mountains, I don't know if you do it everywhere else. I'm assuming, I'm hoping you do. But they say, the service is over, but church continues. Guess what? Forever free is over, guys, but your journey starts now. Walk in this freedom. Chase after what God has called you to do. Have a relationship with God day by day. 
be a part of his family, get involved in a grow group, use what God has given you to serve in our church. And then use all of this to go into our communities, into our schools, into your world. I just want you all to stand for a moment, please. If you could just close your eyes. This is for our young people. This is for our young at heart people. This is for our beautiful golden oldies. This is for our preteens. This is for our, our juniors and our babies. This is for everybody. I do not want anybody to leave tonight not knowing what's next for them. I'm going to ask the band to play a song. Any, up to you, don't mind. And I just want you right now to get in touch with Holy Spirit. And I want you to ask him for vision of what your future could be, what your next purpose what your purpose is you don't have to have a 10 year plan you just have to have tomorrow and then when you wake up the day after you ask again okay God new day what now so as the band plays I want you to just talk to Holy Spirit because he's here I can feel him I know he's here. I want you to have a conversation with your loving father about tomorrow, about your next step.